everybody. I'm Chuck and welcome back to LGBT time. This is our third episode and for our third episode, um, we have decided to tackle the wide and fascinating and often really confusing uh, world of gender. And to start things off, I actually happened to write a gender related poem today. Um, well, I was trying to concentrate on learning about buckling my seatbelt, so I figured I'd read that and we'd sort of go from there. It's not really the I want you. There is no you right now. It's the I want you, who are you, to want me. I want to be the person someone dreams of, and I don't mean someone I know. I mean, I want someone who doesn't know me yet to look at me and think there they are. And I want them to wonder whether I'm beautiful or handsome. I want to be your orientation crisis and I want to be the pretty stranger at Target and I want to be gender goals and I want to be wanted. I want my beauty standard of curly colorful hair and cut off shorts and galaxy leggings and candy bracelets and hoodies and all to be someone else's too. Basically what I'm saying is I've never seen anyone write a dream about someone who looks like me. The point of the poem is basically gender presentation is tricky and what makes you happy can also sort of make you feel lonely, I guess. And it looks like it looks like Juniper um, would like to say something on this topic. Yeah, I actually, that poem kind of hits me because I had a very similar thought process and I guess still do thought process crisis, crisis type thing um as I've gone on my fun gender exploration journey because when I first met my now partner like gender wasn't even something I was thinking about I was like I'm cis this is fine whatever and then I took three weeks of a women's studies class and all we talked about in those three weeks is how gender is a performance and a construct in an institution and I was like oh wait okay never mind um and that whole like big idea of how gender is such a presentation and a performance and how it affects how everybody every single person you'll ever meet perceives you really kind of like made it harder in my mind to like engage with the world because I was concerned in a new way with how people were perceiving me and with how like I was presenting in my relationship because now like I know that when my partner and I go out in public we read as a heteronormative couple even though I have short hair and like his hair is longer and like it's I don't know it's just it's just interesting uh yeah thank you yeah I understand what you're saying about how you perceive yourself doesn't always quite line up with how others perceive you, especially gender-wise. And it looks like Mocha um, has something to say on this topic as well, if you wanna go. Hi, hello. Uh, Yes, I do have so many things about gender and I think I've thought about my gender now more even though I have been out 
as a trans man for six years. Um, and I actually had this conversation that I've never had with like any cis person, like ever. And I'm the only trans person in my family that I know of right now. And so I was talking to my family about how I question myself all the time for many different reasons. But one is because I am never perceived as I want to be, even like, I don't even know. I'm perceived in many different ways and very different things and everyone's different. So every person is going to see you like the way they see you. But I was sitting in the living room with my mom and my sister and I was like, I'm sick of feeling like I'm less of a man, which is even so hard for me to say right now. Like when I like dye my hair a lot and I have piercings and I wear like a lot of bright colors and I like scream high pitched cause I think it's funny. And I paint my nails sparkly like only because I think it's cool and like any other nail polish looks horrible on me and I know that and I do all this stuff and I have like not like dark stuff or I don't even know and that's because it's it all just doesn't make sense that's the whole thing to me is it just doesn't make sense so I looked at my sister and I was saying this stuff to, directly to her face and like talking about how frustrating it is that when my voice cracks or like when someone talks about my height or like something like that and I just get like pushed to a different category for some reason even though that doesn't make sense and so I was telling her, like I'm so done with all these people just deciding and saying that I must be different because of these things that don't even mean anything at all to anyone and she started like crying and I was like why are you crying and she's like telling me you are not any less of a man because of any of those things and anyone who thinks that they're wrong that's not right and she was just so upset that I had experienced that which I have I, I mean I experience it all the time and that like it just affects me so much and makes me question who I am even though I know I know and I question myself all the time because other people don't know. And I know that if I were cis, I would be treated differently versus like, because I'm trans or like, are you sure you're trans? Are you sure? Like, are you really sure? And that's just is so frustrating to me, but that's, what that really makes me think of. And I do write about that a lot in my own poetry. So I really appreciated hearing someone else also write like almost the exact same words in another poem. I thought that's really cool. Um, but yeah, thank you.
Thank you. Um, it's nice to know that I'm not the only one who feels like that um, and that my poem can resonate with other people. And uh, Juniper um, has their hand raised. So back to you, Juniper. Thanks. Yeah, I think something that I think a lot about when it comes to gender and presentations and expectations and identity is how we absorb and are socialized into those ideas. And something that I think a lot about is how we as a society have kind of romanticized the idea of this like girl next door, manic pixie dream girl like archetype. And then also the like perfect masculinity, like what we expect from men and that how that like almost polar opposite expectation really tends to not leave a lot of space for people who don't fit into those expectations and don't fit those like almost literary arch archetypes because that's really what they are. And I think as somebody who's non-binary, that like constant like that is not how I'm being perceived as I move through the world is like it's interesting because it's not it's not as easy as being like oh I changed my name it comes with I changed my name I changed my pronouns I have to explain to you that pronouns don't necessarily equal gender and that presentation doesn't equal gender and that yes they them is a singular pronoun and the Merriam-Webster and history backs me up on this but if you don't believe me, you're not going to care. And then as soon as you say non-binary, people have an expectation in their heads of what that looks like. Because we've been fed this stream of, oh, non-binary is androgynous. It's basically masculinity on somebody, on an AFAB person who fits conventional beauty standards. And so even when people are trying to create gender inclusive and gender neutral spaces it's just fits into the same three generally three categories that people are fed throughout their entire lives yeah um i it's true that even sort of within our own community the lgbtq community a lot of times you still sort of find yourself um, with expectations placed on you, with presentation and everything, and pronouns and names and everything that you don't want to or just don't meet. Um, and back to you, Mocha. Yeah, I was um, thinking about something Juniper said about when you're how you're perceived when you're in a relationship with another person or other people. Um, and I think about that and that personally really scares me because I have been in a relationship before, but my first like real technical, I guess, relationship when I was younger, when I hadn't come out as trans was with another girl and so I didn't like how people saw us as two girls. I didn't like that at all. 
And so they wanted to call me labels like lesbian. And I was like, that's not right. Cause that's not what I am. Um, and I knew that I knew that I was like, that's not right. That's definitely not right. And so I worry that whatever relationship I pursue or I'm in that I'm just going to be read exactly how I don't want to be read. And I actually wrote a poem and I just remember one line and it's like, like I'm too gay. I'm too straight. I'm acting one way or this way, even though I don't identify as either. And I don't, I, like label my sexuality because that also makes me uncomfortable. Um, and so I also had this line about being fetishized as a trans person. And so like, I like, I'm not good enough to be a main course. I have to be on the side. Like I'm not good enough for that. Um, and so it just makes me really, really, really nervous. And I think that's why as a young adult, I haven't pursued many relationships because I'm scared and I don't like how people perceive me and my trans body. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. And I know that the person I would be with wouldn't feel that way because I wouldn't be in a relationship with someone who felt that way. Um, but I just don't like thinking about like what their family is thinking or like what their friends are thinking or and that's something I have to try and not get over but like test and like expose myself to and say like maybe that won't happen maybe this is what you're thinking but I think for a lot of people that's a really big fear especially if you're trans or gay or like I was gonna say not straight but I don't want to say that straight is like the default normalized thing because that's not true um and I'm not gonna say like not cis because cis is not the default and the normal thing and so I'm gonna say not trans but um I think it's just difficult for a lot of people to either feel like total comfort or like having to like get used to anything like that because it can be difficult, especially if you're like in the process of questioning gender or you are trans or you're not or anything like that. I just think it could be difficult for anybody. But the way people are perceived is already like scary in my opinion. Um, and Juniper, do you want to bounce off what Mocha was saying? Yeah, not to like, I feel bad because like, I managed to like, find a really great healthy relationship that's been really supportive <clears throat> throughout I mean, my good life. for you. Thank you. But throughout my entire like, gender process. Um, and really, my partner has been like, amazingly supportive. And I've never like, in this relationship have not felt like our dynamic changed or like he views me any differently, but I'm still very comfortable with the way that I feel like I'm perceived in the relationship. But I'm going to college in a couple months and moving into this new space 
where most people there don't know me, but it's still like kind of terrifies me that because I still present in a very feminine way and that is how people perceive me. So I'm a little like, it makes me uncomfortable that when people and especially people who would potentially view me as somebody that they would want to flirt with or like potentially pursue a relationship with. Like I don't want to be pursued by people who were only going to view me as a woman, which is a really like funky thing to be thinking about. Yeah. I strongly, yeah, I really feel that. And I also sometimes sort of am concerned about like, I feel like if somebody uh, who doesn't like who I have not explained the whole gender thing, please imagine capital W, capital G, capital T to likes me, it's because they think I'm a girl. And if somebody who sort of only knows me like online or something with the whole gender thing likes me, I'm afraid that they will be surprised because I don't present generally as super gender non-conforming. So I feel like I'm sort of in a lose-lose situation where either way, I feel like I'm going to be letting down some expectation people have of me. I have a really like love-hate relationship with the idea of gender non-conformity though, because generally speaking, when people talk about gender non-conformity, they're talking about disguised masculinity because the prefix andro is actually Greek for male masculinity, what have you. And so when people subs- like talk about androgyny as gender neutrality, they're actually just saying that feeding into the stereotype that masculinity is the default and the expectation, but they're just making it masculinity for everybody. When real gender nonconformity is understanding that gender identity and gender presentation don't necessarily have to match and that how you choose to present and perform gender doesn't necessarily have to match how you personally feel your identity is. Yeah, I think I've been thinking this whole time and a lot of what everyone has said really resonates with me and just thinking about my own identity and feeling like, you know, I present very masculinely. I like, um, I, I like the way I present myself, but I also have this other aspect of myself where I'm like, I have all these other characteristics that don't seem to align with masculinity. And, and so I've been really struggling with, with like, uh, trying to figure out like, is it okay to feel like I'm not cis, um, but still presenting in a very like, this way um and then I feel like if I say that I identify as non-binary or I use they them pronouns like are people going to question me for well you don't look like you know that's my worry is that like people are going to think that I'm I'm just saying it for attention or something when it's really like that's how I feel but I I also like how I look and I present myself in the way that I I prefer but I also know these other things so that's just like kind of what I've been grappling with lately and luckily I've been seeing some like posts about this so I think like seeing things though saying that like you don't have to look a certain way to be non-binary and so it's been pretty affirming so 
That is awesome. Um, thank you, Earl and Juniper. So I had that exact same thought process throughout my entire like gender crisis. Um, and something that I kind of came to is that for me, being non-binary isn't necessarily about not fitting into gender expectations. It's more about the freedom to choose which ones I want to subscribe to and which ones I don't. And it's about being able to choose how I present myself to the world. And even though if I'm, even though sometimes I'm uncomfortable with the way that other people perceive my presentation, like it's not about the end of the day, it's not about how I'm perceived. It's about feeling like my um, presentation and the ways that I'm interacting with myself and the people around me and the situations that I'm in fits how I feel like I am and how I want to be. Okay. Um, I was thinking we could, um, yeah, we could wrap this, uh, this particular episode up with some, uh, positive things, um, related to gender. Uh, I'm sure many of the listeners have heard of gender dysphoria, um, which is often, uh, the reason people figure out they're trans is because they feel uncomfortable when perceived as one gender. But um, a lot of times there, there's also a concept that's started to be talked about in recent years of gender euphoria, which is when you feel really happy being perceived as a certain gender. Um, so I guess um, I can start with the... I always really like um, any sort of jacket I love wearing, but specifically I love the feeling of like, I like to purposefully wear jackets on days that are a little too hot for jackets so that I can take off my jacket and tie it around my waist. And that always gives me just like such good vibes for some reason. And one time I did it in class and I just caught a couple of my classmates looking at me like, and I, and I don't know, I just think it, it gave, it gives something to my presentation that I really, really like. Anybody else want to share theirs? Um, I feel like I really enjoy messing with makeup as part of my presentation, specifically really colorful eyeliner. Because now I feel like now that I've move into my identity as non-binary I feel like I'm like finally giving myself the freedom to like explore more traditional femininity which is a really weird like concept of like needing to break away from that in order to embrace it but now I have like m like almost the entire rainbow in eyeliner that I wear on an almost daily basis and it is it's just so fun I want to jump this is Joe I want to jump in on your your fun comment, Juniper, because I just feel like, you know, expression is just so playful and fun and so such a good time to mess with, you know, like, I feel so myself sometimes when I'm like, I love color to like colorful skirts and, you know, funky shirts or whatever while stacking wood or like using my chainsaw or like, you know, that's, uh, not necessarily the safest combination, but um, but just like messing with those combos is uh, is so much fun. I love hiking. Like 
really hard things and dresses. Um, so I think I have had some moments before I had my double mastectomy. I can't even say it and I got it. What is God. Um, but I think I've had the most euphoric moments after I've had surgery. And it's only been like eight months now or something like that. It's been like eight months. I think being shirtless outside when it's not even like warm and I'm just outside doing stuff like taking the trash out or like with my dog or something like that. And I just like am standing there. I think there was one time I walked out to my mailbox, which is like right near like lots of roads. And I went out and I wasn't wearing a shirt on and I was getting the mail and this truck drove by. It was a big truck and there was a guy in it. And he just like gave me this face, like what the heck is happening? And I was just like, hi like nice to see you good morning and I wave and I'm just like look at my scars they're pretty <laughs> leave me alone um and I think I my sister actually makes fun of me because I'll just like crouch on our porch <laughs> just wearing like basketball shorts and shoes and I'm just like sitting there and she's like what are you doing <laughs> you look so creepy and I and it's just, I feel um, so not free, but I feel so open and like I literally got something off my chest and I'm never getting it back. And it was just such a weight and I just don't feel it anymore. And I think it's because it reminds me of my grandfather because that's what he does is just walks around without a shirt and stacks wood and drinks Bud Light. And I love him. So I aspired to not care that much. <laughs> good for him and good for you. listening to Out Maine's youth-led podcast, LGBT Time with Chuck on WERU-FM 89.9.